everybody, and welcome to Entrepreneur Lives. Today, we have Ginger King, and she's a cosmetic chemist uh, who helps people to build their own beauty brand from concept to launch, including formulation that they can own. Welcome, Ginger. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for inviting me, Barry. You're so welcome. Tell us more. I um, I, I love the beauty industry. Um, I'm actually involved in it in a slight way myself, but nowhere near what you do. But please tell us more about, you know, your concept, what you do and how you help people. Sure. I mean, a lot of people, especially women, they dream to have their own beauty business because, I mean, who doesn't like to be beautiful, right? And a lot of times, even though there are thousands and thousands of products on the market, women are never satisfied so they do on their own however they have no idea on how to start and there are basically three ways you can start and if you're interested we can talk about it in more details but i basically guide them for their clarity based on their desire their budget and what is their end goal of having their own beauty brand and recommend strategies Great. And say for somebody then that wanted to enter into the beauty business, you know, what would you recommend to them or what what steps or steps or tips would you tell them? Sure. The first step is actually you need to be very clear on your why. You know, if you want to have your beauty business as a hobby, it would be very different than to leave a legacy or have a financial freedom for exit. So you need to be clear on your why. If it's only a hobby for you, uh, you can do private label, which is very inexpensive and you can have your brand like in two weeks. Yeah. But if you are serious about it and this can be a game changer for your career, then uh, you may want to consider using country manufacturers that yeah. will have a larger scale. However, with country manufacturer, you don't get to own a formula because that's how you type you in for customer for life. So mm -hmm. the best way is actually more investment heavy in the beginning, but give you the best uh, return on investment is to work with a consultant like myself. Because when you work with me, you actually get to own your formula. And there are many benefits of owning formulas because once you own your formula as your intellectual property, yeah. it's easier for you to get investors. Very good. And so that would be then for somebody that was getting involved, they will have their own product, their own formula with their own name on it. So they wouldn't have to effectively deal with, you know, many different products that are out there. All right. Yeah, very good. Uh, and tell me then, I suppose, how long have you been doing that? And, you know, many, many, I suppose, people have you worked with in the past? I have been in the beauty industry for 30 years and I've been doing consulting for the past 10 years and I have been helping countless of brands and they are in all different type of distribution channels as well. Very good. And tell me then, is it... You know, you know. Again, forgive me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really up with the, the beauty business. I'm, I'm actually involved somewhat with a, you know, laser treatment company. Um, but they have their own products as well. Um, but uh, they're based in Portugal. Um, but what type of products do you deal with, or is there a range? Actually, do everything from head to toe. So from hair care to facial care, neck, body feet you know so i can do the whole range of products however i prefer not to do color cosmetics because color cosmetics it, it's very fun to wear it's very messy to make and to clean up 
Okay. And, and what would be, I suppose, what would be a tip that you could help, say, somebody that's interested in, you know, the beauty business and especially the fact that you, you know, you know how to formulate your own products as opposed to, you know, somebody getting into the beauty business and buying somebody else's products and selling them? Sure. Uh, for starters, do not start with sunscreen or acne products because those are classified as OTC. When it's OTC, then it's under a very strict regulation of uh, FDA. Yes. And also, you have to have expiration date printed. And the expiration date is actually shorter than a typical cosmetic product. And especially when you start out, you don't have proven success in your marketplace. Yes. So if you're going to have been stuck with 5,000, 10,000 pieces of products that you cannot sell, yes. it's a waste of money. Besides, OTC products require a lot of drug testing because they're considered as drug. So yeah. do not ever start with the sunscreen products or acne products. Yeah, not a very good tip because I myself have come across uh, uh, a client recently who got stuck with that. They changed some regulation last year, mid last year, I think, and they actually had a lot of stock uh, in place, but they can't sell it now because it's it's not authorized to do so. Um, but certainly, and it is a tanning product. <laughs> but um, yeah, but for sure, look, it, it's it's a it's a billion dollar industry for sure. Um, and I suppose uh, you know from the basis of getting somebody like an expert to help you and guide you. You know, it's like when we talk to, you know, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, and he talks about experts and utilizing experts. Well, that's effectively what you are. You can guide somebody through setting up their business and effectively have a faster road to success than if they've done it themselves. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What What other, I suppose, what other tips or tricks could you tell us about? So you've given us the one which is really important, which is, you know, not getting involved with, you know, some products and stuff like that. But what, what other things could you share like say for somebody that you know hasn't tended to get involved with it you know would you encourage them to open a retail or should they do it online or e-commerce or or what would you say you should start online e-commerce because it's the least expensive way however you must have an end in mind because if you remotely wanting to go into stores like sephora versus stores like walmart your margin is very different so in case if you do blow up you know you, you go viral and the retailers knocking on your door you need to make sure you can you know they take 60 percent of your margin you need to make sure you have enough profit when you go into retail otherwise you'll be losing money yeah no look that's really good again i have actually worked with a client and they have been asked to do some of the big, big stores. Um, thankfully, they didn't take them on because we had given them advice because, again, the margins are really high that they lose and then their own margins are cut. I think when it comes to some of the big retailers, I think you need to be in the manufacturing stage as opposed to, you know, having a product where you develop and, and further it. Because, again, you know, it might seem like a great idea, but a lot of these have a lot of stipulations in their contracts. And even if you sell a lot of products, you know, if you have a bad month, there could be clauses in there where you, they claw back the difference between the two, the good and the bad months. Have you found that as well with some of the, the big ones yep. in the US? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it's, it's really. But that, again, you see, that's where someone like yourself steps in and somebody uh, you can guide them through, you know, the pitfalls of how to avoid 
you know, something that seems like a great business venture, but actually could actually ruin them in a very short period of time. All right. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of these big uh, conglomerate companies, uh, they tend to have, uh, you know, or make a lot of decisions based on, you know, where your product goes, how it goes, you know, how quickly it sells. But then, you know, you're the one that suffers if it doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And then tell me then, what is, I suppose, when you talk about uh, e-commerce, would you, what, what percentage of e-commerce would you work with compared to, say, somebody in retail? I would do at least 80% e-commerce and 20% in retail. Just because when you do e-commerce yourself, you have more margins, you know, you pay yourself compared to sell to the store. But you do need stores because with the store, it builds your credibility and because people need to see you around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, like, would you you consider, if someone were doing e-commerce, would it be, uh, on the basis of like something like Shopify or Amazon, because I know Amazon again is it can be quite difficult to deal with, and um, but you know Shopify, Amazon, or just their own e-commerce and then through their own channels. Yeah, I mean Shopify is highly recommended. Actually, most of the successful brands I know they all operate on Shopify, but Amazon is also important because especially if you want to get press. A mm-hmm. lot of beauty editors prefer you have products on Amazon so they can get the affiliate link yeah. so they can pay commissions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, yeah. And what about then when when we talk about Shopify? Do you, like, say say where would you have a particular, um, you know, when you talked about, you know, their own formulas, would, would they all come from the same place? So would they have to buy a lot of product or would it be like drop shipping? No, you you when you are a brand owner, you will have to like uh, buy the products. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you you basically so it'd be it'd be similar to you know somebody literally going to uh, a wholesaler buying a product, but obviously it has their name on it, and then they store it and then sell it at at will or whatever cost they they wish. Yes. Uh huh. And then of course, as a result of that, their margins would be quite good because they're dealing direct. Correct. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and I suppose that's the biggest difference between, you know, dealing direct um or being the middleman with with a with a product. Another beauty of dealing direct is also you actually know who your customers are. So you get your email listing. So you know who, you know your community. While you you go to other stores, you have no idea who's buying your products. Yeah, yeah, very true. And then I suppose, is there something else that you can share that you may feel that's helpful with the, the listeners, you know, when we talk about the beauty industry? What what can you share on that? Uh, well, if you're going to be having your own brand, the first actually, before you even have products, you need yeah. to make sure your company name can be trademarked. Mm-hmm. And you can get all the domain because a lot of time, you know, people have this name as an afterthought. I had people told me, how can I have a name uh, before I even know how my product's going to feel like? So yeah. my answer is, well, when you have a baby, do you name your kids first? <laughs> or is that I'm going to name after the, the kid is born? So it's baby X. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it for sure. Yeah, you're and it's so true because um you know you you 
some people think that they have to do something before they can do something else. But in fact, like what you said, you've got to make sure you get it right. Because I, I actually watched a program many years ago and it was, uh, you know, one of these uh, apprenticeship programs, you know, called The Apprentice, in fact. Um, and, and they had come up with a name and they had used it, but then it found out that actually it was trademarked and they got in lots of trouble. So I suppose, you know, it really is important to to ensure whatever you come up with, you check it out and then you make sure that nobody else is using even something similar because you can still get in trouble. Um I can tell a, a quick story on, you know, uh, I've I've been involved in trademarks and 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 I was myself was using a name and that was nowhere near what the other name was. But I got a I got a lawyer, you know, I got a lawyer's letter through the post and and I was informed that I had to stop trading as it. And now, you know, you have two choices. One, you can keep going and take a risk or two, give it up. Well, I chose to give it up because I've been down the road before where you don't do that. So the lesson is, I suppose, yeah, check your name, as you mentioned, Ginger, check the name, make sure it's, uh, you know, you can use it and that nobody else has it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I suppose when we look, when we delve a little bit deeper then into the, the beauty industry, you know, what 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 level is that at? Is it is it at a level where, you know, it, it'll always expand, it'll always be there, there's always new products. You know, what 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 can you tell us about that? Oh, it will always be there, especially women. They prefer not to eat <laughs> than <laughs> not to, you know, than not using any products because, I mean, it's just human nature, you know. Thinning thing is good, you know, but you cannot have wrinkles. It's just like you will not go out with a wrinkle, wrinkled shirt. Why would you want to have a wrinkled face, right? So there will always be advances in skincare, in hair care, because people want to have, like, you know, good hair, too. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, very good. And then tell me, what is the, I suppose, the best strategy for somebody, again, like somebody that may be in the business, but has not really taken off with their products or whatever, or else somebody that's maybe starting off and want to, you know, get involved in the business in a bigger way? You know, what would you recommend the steps or stages to take? Okay, I usually offer a consulting calls for mentoring calls, because it's certain because you know what you know, you know what you don't know. That's why you seek a consultant. But you also, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And when you don't know what you don't know is where the consultant really comes in and kind of shed the light on the things that you should consider. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good. No, that's that's a very true statement for sure. Um, what is it, I suppose, that when you look at from, um, um, you know, at the basis of the areas that you cover, what would, what would it be? Now, I know we talked about the products, you know, from head to toe, but, you know, your speciality and your uh, field, what are the areas that you cover within the beauty industry? Because I know, again, they're very wide, you know, in different, different areas. I actually have experience in all of the different categories because I, when I was in school, I started at the cosmetic counter doing retail. Okay. And that's where I got my first-hand experience dealing with consumers. So right. when I develop products, I have consumer benefits in mind. It's not just technology. If you only have technology, you don't know how to sell to the consumers or don't have any consumer benefits, it's a museum piece. Yeah. So so I, I do know retail and I do know uh, formulation. Obviously, I'm a cosmetic chemist and uh, I do know raw materials. I was in cosmetic raw material sales 
before as well, because you, you can dream up the best products ever, but if you don't have the ingredients to support your, your innovation, you're not going anywhere. And obviously I've done uh, manufacturing as well. So it's like anything within beauty, I can help you. Very good. Is there anything that um you you felt maybe that was a steep learning curve for you in in all that time with with getting to know all the different beauty? You know, something that maybe uh would be beneficial to people listening. Okay, so because I was a chemist, even though I had an MBA in marketing, what you learn from school is very different than real world. So when I started become a consultant, I actually take a lot of business classes. I learned from the best of the best, you know, like Damon Zhang of Shark Tank, Grant Cardone. You know, they taught me the entrepreneurial spirit and also what they gave me the basis for being a good entrepreneur. And this is something that you need to keep sharpening your mind. Because if you don't have the right mind, the mindset, it's very hard to go forward and also consistently asking, what is your why? A lot of people, they don't achieve their goal is because their why is not big enough. You yeah. need to, your why needs to be big enough that you'll be willing to walk over broken glasses yeah. and then you're going to get it. Yeah, no, I agree. I love Grant Cardone. I've, I've done a bit of his stuff as well. And for sure, like it is a mindset because, you know, there's a difference between motivation and discipline and the discipline will create the habits because if you have the desire and the passion, you'll grow towards that and you'll keep going, you know, and I suppose the, the important aspect is when it comes to mindset is enjoy the journey. You know, I've seen so many entrepreneurs and business owners where, you know, they're just fighting or or battling to make money. But in fact, they shouldn't, you know, they should enjoy the journey on making money. And, you know, the more you enjoy it, the, it's almost like the more you tend to make. Um, but mm -hmm. you, you do have to have the passion and desire to, to ensure that you you continue that. Um, what would be so tell me some of the products themselves. Like I know we said from head to toe, but I, I take it there would be there'd be more popular products than others. Now I know you 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 touched on a little bit of the 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 suntans and stuff like that, but what would be the most uh, I suppose effective products and the most uh, quickest selling products? Premium products like face serums, face creams. Okay. okay. Um you when you want to start a brand, I also do not recommend you to start with shampoo conditioners or face wash because those are commodity products. Yeah. You know, it's very hard to compete in commodity. But mm -hmm. then if you have a treatment product that people can see difference within two weeks and you build your credibility, then people will want to know what else do you have? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, because I like the part where you say, you know, building credibility, because that's the important part. And again, it refers back to like what we just spoke about a few minutes ago when we we're saying about, you know, building clients and building customers. If you haven't got a product that is going to create some form of results for somebody, well, then you're not going to have, you know, success. So so as you said, it, it is important to start with something and then move towards something else. What would be, I suppose, the average uh, e-commerce site or business entrepreneur? How many products would they tend to get involved with at any one given time? I would say at least four. It's not only good for the website, you know, because if you're a customer goes to your website, you only have one product. If they don't like your one product, they will never come back to your website again to check out what else you have. So you do need to have multiple offering. And also, if you do have intention to go to retails, re the retailers will not take only one product. 
because、yeah. you know they don't think you are serious enough. They want to be make sure they invested all this、uh, time and energy, you know, having you on their shelf.、Yeah. You have to be a serious player. So at least four products, then you are ready. And then when we when we talk about products, so、um, you know when we see products in a store, we see so many different shapes and sizes and bottle lengths and you know big tops on them and you know different sizes, millimeters, you know fifty mil, sixty mil, twenty mil, whatever. You know what what is the the best route to go there? Because I I, I noticed that. You know, some people.、Um, I'm involved with with other products, and I noticed that some people get too deep into what it's going to look like. So, what I mean that you know, they want to have a gold top on, and they want to have a gold rim, and they want to have this gold and that gold. But of course, the more you know, you make it, or the more expensive it looks, the more expensive it's going to cost to make. But what what's your view on that when when somebody's going down that route? You know what? In the if you asked me this two years ago, I would say what's inside the package is more important than what's outside. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I only launched my own brand in twenty twenty,、yeah. and the feedback is people love the product, they hate my packaging. Yeah, yeah. and I never really think my packaging is that ugly, but obviously the beauty editors don't like the packaging, and when they don't like the packaging, they're not gonna be you know help you to promote、yeah. it. Yeah. And then you you kind of just lose that because people are still picking up the book by the book cover. Yes, it's just human natural.、Yeah. So yes, it have to look good. Yeah, and and I suppose look as you said, it's you know when when you know how good it is and people see the results, but you know when you're doing marketing, it has to look the part.、Uh, there、mm-hmm. is a fine balance between you know trying to get it to look the part. And not trying to spend too much on, you know, developing it or or making it so fancy. But do you find that's a fine balance? It is a fine balance, yes. Especially、mm. for startups. I mean, for startup, you usually want to focus on the products because product is the resellability. You want repeat sales. You never want people only buy one time. Yeah. So,、uh, and that's really the product speaks to you know repeat. Ability, no matter how beautiful the package is, your your packaging though can attract your first time buyers. Yeah, very good. And then, have you? Do you find that you know you attract people worldwide in different countries, um, or or does it tend to be you know U.S. and Canada? Well, it depends. Usually, when you are a startup, um, you start in U.S. and Canada first to build up your clientele. Then you go overseas. But once again, you start with an end in mind. If you know you want to go global, there are regulations in each raw material. You、yeah. know, it's like even though you know this country can use one percent, the other country may be using point five percent only. So、yeah. everything needs to be complied. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, yeah, and again, when we talk about different countries, you know, they have different legislation, even with taxes, and you know, sometimes that can affect your profit margins and delivery and all sorts. So, I suppose, what would be your tip on the basis of somebody starting off, and、um, you know, because everybody wants to sell to everybody, but you can't do that at all the time because people tend to have to have market. Well, the easiest way to do that is if you work with a retailer who already have global footprint, like Sephora. Yeah, yeah. They are all over. Yeah. So yeah. if you are in with them, then it's easier to go everywhere. 
Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Taps into it. I suppose then it can be, you know, the the work that you put in at the early stages can reflect, you know, the future of how you expand, whether it's rapidly or not. Yes. Yeah. Ginger, been a great speaking to you and I'd, I'm loving hearing all about uh, the beauty industry and how it works and the products and how it formulates. Um, if somebody wants to make contact with you, where where can they where can they reach out to you? Um, my Instagram is probably the best. My Instagram handle is the beauty shark ginger. The beauty shark ginger. Okay. B-A-S-H-A-R-K ginger. The beauty shark ginger. Beauty shark ginger. Fantastic. Um, ginger, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, we maybe look forward to speaking to you again sometime. Thank you.